0: Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Ohio Conference Conference.
1: Cast.
0: You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Here are your hosts, Corbin Weaver Bushard and Ramon Lionez.
1: Welcome back to the Ohio Conference cast. Uh, This is the Ohio Conference cast 2.0, I think, with Corbs and Moan. That's Corbin Weaver Bushart and Ramon Lionez coming from Northwest Ohio. You may be more familiar with the voices of Thomas Dunn and Bill Seymour in the past, um, but we are really blessed to be able to take the reins from them. They've Graciously passed the torch of this podcast on to us. And uh, this is new, but we are excited for what God has in store for us and for the Ohio Conference cast moving forward. So we just want to start today with a little introduction of ourselves and where we expect this podcast to go from here, what some of our hopes are. So I want to give my brother Ramon a chance to introduce himself.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Corvin. Like Corvin said, I'm Ramon Linez, but my nickname is Moan. We're really excited about doing this. We've uh, given a lot of prayer and time and thought about what we want to portray uh, and what we want to share with all of you out there. One of the visions that we have is we want to deal with some topics that are relevant to uh, many of the young people in the uh, Ohio Conference and those of you that may be listening that are not part of Ohio Conference, maybe at one of the schools like uh, Heston or uh, Goshen or like EMU or AMBS, uh, we just don't want it to focus on the things that are dealing in Ohio Conference. We want it to be able to be uh, reach out and minister to all people. Also, one of the things that we just talked about was the fact that there's a lot of things that are changing, uh, and not so much in the Ohio Conference, but in the lives of families and in our culture. And we want to touch base on that and share what God is doing in Ohio Conference, but also what we can uh, bring to you as pastors and uh, representatives of Ohio Conference and uh, the uh, other resources and also people that we'll be interviewing. Please don't hesitate to find a way uh, we'll... Present that little, a, a little later of how you can contact us and give us your ideas. Uh, we want to hear from y'all. We want to, I'm going to say y'all because I'm from the South and I might say some other things. Please bear with me. I'm also S- Mexican, Filipino, and I got a little Native American blood in me. And so I'm going to say a lot of weird things as we move on, but don't assume that I know how to speak Spanish. I just looked the part. I probably could play one on television. I maybe can order something at Taco Bell, but other than that, I'm not a Spanish speaker. So I'm going to hand it back over to Corbin so he can share some
1: Yeah, I have to say that it's really Ramon's fault that all of this is happening. <laughs> he called me a number of months ago after um, Dick Barrett and, and some of the other folks on the Ohio Conference had, had, had put out the back signal for someone to come take over for Bill and Thomas. I'm relatively new. Ramon's relatively new to Ohio Conference. We've each been here about three years or so, two, three years. Mm -hmm. He and I have struck up a pretty good relationship. We're pretty commonly getting lunch together and Mm -hmm. finding different ways to to banter and and also just share our love for the church. And we're really excited to share that with Ohio Conference. Don't take us too seriously. Uh, We're not going to take ourselves too seriously, hopefully. Uh, We want this podcast to be playful as we go, and uh, also just a place to uh, strengthen conference ties, but also ties beyond conference. Um, We're hoping to interview people who we've met along our faith journeys in the church, outside the church, to let them pass on wisdom that we've gleaned from them over time, and again, people within the conference and without. Amen. Uh, We're glad to have you along for the journey. Like Ramon said, uh, we want to hear from you. This is a more rich journey. If we have some dialogue with you all as well. So we hope to find ways to incorporate you all as we get further along this journey. What we'd like to do today is respond to some questions that will help you all get to know us a little bit. And we'll just sort of go back and forth so you all can get to know us a little bit. And you all just get to sit back and,
0: and listen. So here we go. The first question, Ramon, do you want to say it? Yes, I'll, I'll say the first question. It says, uh, Where are you from, and what's your background, and what part did faith have in it? Ramon shared about
1: his his ethnic background. I'm going to be really honest and say I am about as 100% Swiss German Mennonite as it comes. Uh, I grew up in a Mennonite church in southeast Iowa. Gravel road, surrounded by cornfields, that's my route. So being in in Archbold, Ohio here in an Ohio conference feels pretty at home for me. The church I grew up at, I knew the pastor pretty intimately. He lived in I the house I grew up in. On top of that,
0: not while you were in that house, correct?
1: Oh yeah, he was <laughs> he was around all the time. Okay. it was a little <laughs> oppressive, you might say. While I was growing up, my my mom actually started working for the Central Plains Mennonite Conference, and so I could not be more enculturated Mennonite. I went to Mennonite High School, Mennonite College, Mennonite Seminary. That's my background. That's what I'm bringing with me. What about you, room?
0: Well, my dad was born to a family of migrant workers in Ohio, and they moved from Texas all the way up to Ohio, and eventually they settled down in Ohio, Van Wert, uh, Paulding area my my grandfather decided that he didn't want to live that kind of life anymore so he uh, ended up uh, signing up for the navy during world war 2 that is where our name got changed it used to be yanes and the clerk that was typing up the name did not type it up correctly and it became l i a n e z so that my grandpa thought that was a good a good it sounded great so he, th- he thought, well, let's just keep it that way So long story short, my uh, dad joined the Navy later on himself Met my mom in the Philippines, I was born there And after two years, we moved to Norfolk, Virginia Where I grew up most of my life So I'm a little different than Corbin I grew up Catholic, uh, I grew up in the city I grew up in uh, near the beach And it was a very uh, hot vacation spot, Virginia Beach area that's kind of my background. I, I was very urban. I, I loved to really have spent time in the country, but it was nothing that I really had a chance to experience till later on in my life. Part of the question was about our faith journey. I knew of Christ. Being brought up a Catholic, I also, you know, in the Catholic Church, you were taught different aspects of God, but we're also taught, we were also taught about the Mary and the saints and things like that. So it's strange. I believe that there are Christians in the Catholic Church, and yet I believe that there are non Christians in Protestant churches. To think that just because someone is Catholic, they're not Christian, and verse, vice versa. I've learned that that's not a great uh, outlook. You have to look at the individual. When I was growing up, the Catholic Church did provide a solid foundation of God being in your life. It wasn't until later that I became a Christian, a uh, a, uh, Mennonite, that I started learning more in depth. I've had a varied background. I've been in the Nazarene Church. I've been in the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, And I've been part of the Mennonite Church, so I've done kind of like a round robin. So finally I'm back. God's called me back to the Mennonite family, and uh, I bring a lot of different views and experiences from our brothers and sisters in other denominations that I think enrich how I work with my brothers and sisters here now at the Mennonite denomination. Corbin, what's your background? How did faith play a part in it? Yeah, it's interesting to hear,
1: and and we've talked before about— your background and my background in in the church, out of the church. I don't know how much of that we'll get into in future episodes, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to to hear. I think you're already getting a glimpse at perspectives here that the challenge and are a little outside the box. Mm-hmm. And yet we're very much at home in the church where we're at. Like I said, I grew up in a Mennonite context. Some of my early faith experiences are exactly in the church I grew up in. Those were the first folks who modeled to me what Jesus' love and grace look like, whether I had words to articulate it or not. I know that summer and winter camps were a really significant faith-forming time for me. I have vivid memories of worshiping God through speakers that would come in, through the praise music, but also just in really deep conversations I was able to have with friends, especially in junior high, high school age. Um, Going to Mennonite conventions were often significant moments like that, too. Uh, There's just so much changing and happening at that age. Um, I was baptized around that time as well. Um, But after I went to college, I'd say I took a left turn and had, I mean, like a lot of people do, just had a lot of questions about faith. And it it was a roundabout journey that brought me back into the church and, and into a relationship with Jesus where I had the words, too articulate the grace and love that was modeled to me throughout much of my upbringing.
0: All right. The next question is, where are you at now? How did you get here and what are you working on that you're excited about?
1: Yeah. So I'm at Zion Mennonite church in Archbold, Ohio. I've been here about three and a half years. Uh, how I got here. i um, going to try to keep this answer a little on the, on the shorter end, but yeah. I was, I was graduating from seminary, and Elkhart in a Baptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary. And I, my then fiance and I were engaged. We got married in August. Um, she sold her house in Elkhart. We moved to Archbold at the end of August. Um, and I joined the ministry team at Zion. One of the things I was most excited about coming to Zion was the opportunity to start little discipleship groups of three and four persons who meet together once a week for about an hour, and they just focus on praying together, reading scripture together, and sharing about their lives. But then the hope also is that after a year or or when it seems right, to try to multiply those groups, to invite someone new in, and and to divide and, and sort of restart the process over so that we're practicing our own discipleship uh, from our location. And the hope is that over time, those groups just build and build. And and that's been really fun to watch grow over the last three years since I've been here. And, and I'd say that's one thing that I'm excited about. I also, I love to teach the Bible, mm. uh, whether from behind the pulpit or in small groups. And so that's another thing that gives me a lot of energy.
0: What about you, Mo? Okay. Well, I'm at um, Central Mennonite Church. I'm a co-pastor there with Dave Elkins.
1: The Mother Church. Oh,
0: oh, 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 my gosh. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> but uh, So that's where I'm at now. I, how I got there was I felt a calling on my life to be uh, the pastor probably 20-plus 20, 20 years ago, but God had to bring me through a lot to, to grow to grow me. And um, But during that time, I had chances of being a pastor at other churches, in the Nazarene denomination and the Baptist, but it always seemed like it, it wasn't right until I took the step to go towards full-time ministry, and I, I felt the calling to come back to the Mennonite church, because I reread the Confession of Faith in a Mennonite perspective, and I totally agreed with it. What I'm working on now at uh, Central, mainly uh, what, what I, I, uh, I deal with, is discipleship. Community Life, and Outreach and Evangelism. And those all are my passion. Currently, I'm focusing a lot on outreach on a, and evangelism. It's kind of hard to do with uh, COVID. Uh, we're working on uh, revamping our how we welcome people. And also, we're looking forward to doing things like what they call servant evangelism. I did that at other churches, and it's a very exciting thing. It's a means of getting uh, God's people out into the community and actually being face-to-face with other people. In that, you you lead by example. So not everybody's ready for that. They can learn by watching idiots like me, (laughs) crazy people like me, go up there and saying, hey, how's it going, you know, and offering things to them and just saying, we're just wanted to share the love of Christ with you. Sometimes it brings on uh, other conversations. Sometimes it doesn't, but that's okay. The most important thing is, you know, you are being Christ in the world around you. So that's what I'm excited about right now.
1: One of the fun dynamics in our relationship is me coming from this like very quiet Mennonite tradition. I'm also an introvert on top of that, and then Ramon's got all of these diverse experiences, and he's interested in evangelism. Uh, it's a great. It's been a great learning experience, I think, for both of us
0: to, we, to get to know each other. We have this. Okay, on the Myers Briggs, I am an ENFJ you are in okay so basically we have the same things other than he's an introvert and I'm an extrovert but you'd never know I mean he he seems to be an extrovert when he needs to be he plays it off really well being an I, introvert
1: I try <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, 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 get, I get stage fright as soon as I wake up in the mornings
0: okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, the next question is what is one hope you have for the church I
1: didn't think about this beforehand, so I'm going to really go off the cuff. You he wrote here. the questions, by the I, way. I did. <laughs> I just thought about asking you. One hope I have for the church, oh, man, probably to rediscover what church in small groups looks like. Mm-hmm. I grew up hearing about really grassrootsy, uh, movemental mm-hmm. visions of the church growing up in the Mennonite church. We were always looking back to the early church, the early Anabaptist movement, these small house church Mm -hmm. uh, things. And I think that's part of what draws me to this discipleship group stuff as well. Uh, But finding those people who you can really walk with really in an intentional way, but also just people that, that you're living life together with that you learn to enjoy, but also how, how to be Jesus and how to experience a relationship with Jesus together. So one Hope I have for the church, and and it's one thing that I know Ohio Conference has a vision for is, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess what I just call small group discipleship. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I, along those lines, I, 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 uh, I agree with um, Corbin because one hope that I have for the church is our our denomination we we value education so much. Nothing wrong with education. The communal church, the universal church, has gone the way of it's so important to memorize Scripture, read the Bible, do this, do that, and yet Jesus spent time with his disciples. Are we ourselves spending time with Christ? Are we spending time not just with one another because community is a big thing? but going out of that community and spending time with others. If we really look at it, you know, God says, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. But it also talks about loving others, loving, loving other people. And we have to go beyond just the loving the people within our congregation, our church, to start growing and loving the people out in our community. In doing that, that's a lot of where I've learned – about becoming a Christian, about growing and maturing as a Christian is about putting the rubber to the road, you know, walking the talk, and being confronted with the world, and also applying the things I've learned to the world and the people around me. And that's my hope, that there's a revitalization within the Mennonite Church that we go out and we open our mouths, and we don't be fearful and just start loving on people. Just start loving on people, because this is a hurting world. It hasn't changed. You know, they're still hurting people. And if we are about that, pure love conquers fear. And if we do that, it's an act of love. You know, I would almost have people uh, read less and just spend time more loving people. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my hope. One one thing I've learned about you, Ramon,
1: as we've gotten to know each other, is that you really do have a deep passion for seeking out the lost of the world, and that's something that I, the challenge that I've been encouraged by, and whether we're getting lunch together, again, I'm, I'm just, I'm quiet little minnow boy, and to see the way you can, you interact with people, and you've got this, like, you're always, you're always on mission, and so it's, You know, and and like you say, it's not perfect ever, but, you know, you're not afraid. And I think I have a lot to learn from that, and I hope we
0: all are. Well, we go together like peas and carrots, my brother. Okay, we really do, because you help me. Sometimes I can be so radical and strong like a Peter. I need you to be there to help me step back sometimes and think just think before you jump off that cliff you know, let the, all the other lemmings go, you know, but you take a moment and think about it so I really need you, you know, and that's a lesson to everybody, we all need each other we're not supposed to be the same alright, so now we're here for our surprise question <laughs> okay, what do you got for me, you, man? you want me to go first? Yeah, or I can go first, whatever you want to do you go first. Okay. Here's my surprise question Corbin and I had a major turning point in our relationship the first moment we met. Because I, being the extrovert that I am, said, Hey, let's go out and grab something to eat. I parked in his church parking lot where there was no other car except for Cor- Corbin's. Mm-hmm. And I ran into his car. <laughs> the first day
1: it's a true story
0: it's a true story someone even called the church or and said hey someone hit the car and they ran off and i did not run off I, Cor- I was in the car with him. Corbin so. was in the car and we were getting ready to leave to go grab something to eat. so my question is how did you really feel <laughs> oh man
1: <laughs> so yeah i was in the passenger seat while this happened uh What I really felt was like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't feel too bad because –
0: I felt horrible. It's
1: going to be worse for him than me probably (laughs) for one thing. Yeah, because his insurance is going to cover it. Right. (laughs) And and the second thing I was probably thinking is like, yeah, like I really hope he doesn't feel too bad about this. It's totally fine. Also, this is an opportunity, right, for us to – Amen. To get to know each other better and – it, it was not a big deal for me. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. You know, they say iron sharpens iron, but I think that Corb. I in my mind, I could have sworn Corbin was going to be a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so there was my surprise okay. question. I never had a chance to ask you that. That's okay. Funny. Okay.
1: My question for you, Ramon Lanez, <laughs> do you now or have you ever identified as an Oompa Loompa? Yes! Yes, I have. I've heard you reference a secret past of yours, <laughs> in which you identified as an Oompa Loompa. Yes.
0: Would you not mind only, sharing? With yes, the- I do not mind sharing. I am not. I was not only a a normal Oompa Loompa. I was one. I was a head Oompa Loompa. I worked at a candy kind of like store, uh, if you want to call it factory. It was. Yeah. Yeah, chocolate, you know, but we also did other types of candy, you know, hardtack and you just name it, caramels and, and things like that. I'd spent some time as a chef instructor at a culinary school. I went to culinary school and so there was a job opening in the town that I lived in. I went to go apply for it and I ended up getting the job. So I think I worked there for about three, three, maybe four years or so. The family that worked there, they were all tall and I'm not of the tallest of statures. I, I kind of joke about it. I, I wanted to get my brother. One of my brothers is a graphic designer and I haven't done it yet, but I still want to do it. I want to get a picture of an Oompa Loompa on a t-shirt, but him to superimpose my face on it and me being orange. So yes, I was an Oompa lumpa
1: There you go. <laughs> I'm glad that you could be honest and share that with our audience. So moving forward, uh, the next thing that we're hoping to bring to uh, the Ohio conference cast with Corbs and Moan is an interview with Brad Roth, who is going to be the speaker at the pre missional conference, the Thursday and Friday before annual conference assembly. So stay tuned to the Ohio conference cast feed uh, for that in the coming days. Again, we're really looking forward to uh, figuring out this podcasting thing. <laughs> uh, we're excited for the opportunity and, and glad to have you all on board. Amen. Thank you so much. Ohio people
0: with men and I views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio, Ohio Conference, Conference Cast.
1: Cast.
0: Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast.com at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Anne Lehman, publisher, and our many guests and listeners.